What's up? It's your brother, your cousin, your uncle, your nephew, your friend, but I can't be your son. This your kinfolk, William Jewel. And I ain't taking no L's because this is articulating. This is articulating. Rap, 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 rap. How y'all doing today? Just getting off that Valentine's Day. Just getting off that love day. Love your neighbors. Love your significant other. Love yourself. Right? And we headed into Sunday, right? We headed into the weekend. Uh, This is Sunday, actually. So, Monday's tomorrow. So, mentally, we just getting ready. Mentally, we preparing. Uh, thank God it's Monday. Thank God we got another week that we can grind, that we can hustle, that we can really focus on our dreams and getting what we need out of life. And we got to prioritize our family. We got to prioritize the business. We got to prioritize ourselves and all the chaos because we know, we know it's not easy. We know there's better for us out there. We know in order to get ahead, we got to do the things that others don't want to do. We know to get ahead, we got to keep our eyes on the prize. So, you know, man, this articulating rap, we just like to talk about music, right? We really like to articulate it and break it down. I like to break down the verses. I like to break down certain scenarios, certain situations. And I just like to break down the game, right? The industry, Right, the knowledge, the wisdom, whatever, whatever you need to be explained. I, I like to explain it in my own type of way, my own type of flavor, and my own type of opinion. And I know you might not agree, and I don't want you to. Right, and that's okay. Right, because we can agree to disagree. But one thing I don't want you to disagree with is that incline press, right? That incline press. A positive outlook towards the pains of discipline, Will Henry. I wrote it. Shout out to Trey Wilder for the artwork. I did the audio book, so listen on Audible. Listen on Apple Books. Just listen wherever you get your audio books and show your boy some love. Show your boy some support because not only am I articulating this rap, but I'm actually becoming an author. I'm actually writing down my thoughts, writing down my feelings, writing down my experiences and showing y'all how to elevate, trying to teach y'all, trying to educate y'all, or just trying to give y'all some type of information to motivate y'all on elevating on that incline. So make sure y'all check that out. Make sure y'all do what y'all can with that, because I promise that can take you to a new height. That can take you to a new level, right? If you want to go there. If you want to get on that rocket ship, I'll show you how to get there. But uh, let's articulate this rap. It's not much, right? Not many albums really dropped. Yeet dropped, but, you know, I decided to skip it, right? I just got, I decided to skip it because I knew I wasn't going to be able to dissect it and I wasn't going to be, be able to articulate it how it should be, right? I wasn't going to do it justice, Right, because Yeet is is not really for me. I even heard the Wayne feature. I like the Wayne feature, but Yeet is just, you know, I just haven't really grown uh, to listen to him yet. He hasn't really grown on me, if that makes sense. But one of those singles that was out, it was Gunna, Bittersweet. 
So we know Gunner is back in the fold. He's not going to take this year off. He's going to continue to carry on that momentum, right? Bittersweet. It's so bittersweet that he's free and young thug still locked up in jail. It's so bittersweet that he's on a tear. He's one of the hottest artists in the rap game, and he still has to deal with the snitch with the rap claim. It's so bittersweet, and he raps about it. You know, he hums about it. This is more a melodic type of song, but I really like what Gunna did with this song. And you won't really, you won't find any real bass. You won't find any real percussion. You'll hear them strings from the guitar. You'll hear that, but you won't really hear no percussion, right? He really wants to, like, dig into his uh, interest, introspective bag. He really wants to, you know, talk about his feelings, talk about his emotions, and one thing that was interesting was he said he was built like a, a Pittsburgh Steelers player. He said he was built like a Pittsburgh Steelers player. And I would like to call cap on that. Yes, you've been lifting weights. Yes, you've developed some type of physique. But boy, you get your ass ran over. You ain't swole, right? You ain't like, you ain't like us, right? You ain't like them boys that been out in that field for real. But uh, bittersweet, Gunner, I like what you're doing, and I like what Bryson did as well. I like the single. I love that production. I love that beat. It's a little dun 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 in that beat, right? It's just that right sauce, that right flavor. Uh, It's kind of like that T.I. song, Whatever You Like. It's just a new spin on it, Uh, Bryson's spin, Bryson's flavor. And he really did his thing. He really capitalized on it. Uh, not too singy, a uh, little bit rappy, but you know he he cons to he he balanced it out. So he really gave you his flavor. He really gave you what he does best, and I think you'll like it. So Bryson and Gunner, uh, those were the new singles that I was listening to. Uh, of course, that Wayne with Yeet. Yeet has a new album, but I really wasn't interested in that. Uh, I was really interested in what Q, Schoolboy Q, right? I was really interested in what TDE is bringing to the table. I'm interested in what they bring to the table now, right? Because they, they've lost their prize possession. They lost their cash cow. They lost the hen that laid the golden egg. They lost the guy with the Midas touch. They lost Kendrick Lamar, Right? And I feel like Schoolboy Q is the guy, whether he wants to be the guy or whether they want him to be the guy. But we know Schoolboy Q as far as rapper, as far as a leader, right? We know he's the guy for a TDE that's supposed to usher them into another era of prominence, right? We know Schoolboy Q he hasn't released much. It's been a five-year hiatus, maybe longer than that. It, Blank Face was a long time ago. We know Schoolboy Q is the guy that all eyes are on, and he has to succeed with this album. It's no way that he can fail. There's no way that he's been that, uh, that been away that long in this game, and he can drop a dud, and he can bomb. No, he got to drop straight bombs. He got to drop straight fire and so far so good right so far i like that yearn 101 right i like the energy that that soul energy 
I like Blue Slides, right? It sounds like an intro, right? He says, sometimes being a deadbeat is the only way the kid to eat. Sometimes you got to be on that grind. You're going to hustle. You got to take away all the distractions. You got to take away all the noise, even when the kids are calling, even when the kids want to spend the time with the daddy. Sometimes you got to be absent in order to bring home that bacon. Sometimes you're not going to be able to be reached easily when you're on that grind, when you're in that studio, when you're on that uh, video, when you're just putting in the work, right? When you're just putting in the work that you got to put into to be successful, you're not going to be able to take the calls. You're not going to be able to spend the time. You're not going to be able to go to all the events. So sometimes you have to be a deadbeat for the kids to eat. He said that on Blue Slides, and I really like that. So I wanted to articulate that. Uh, uh, another song is um, Back in Love, right? So you got Blue Slides, you got Back in Love. And those songs are only on YouTube. Those songs have visuals, right? Those are on YouTube. Yearn 101 is the only song right now that we know for sure is going to be on the Blue Lips album, right? And and Blue Lips is supposed to be delivered on March the 1st. And I feel like there's a lot of pressure, right? There's a lot of pressure because, because Kenny's gone. There's a lot of pressure because SZA, SOS, she's hot right now. Because of what Herbert did, Absol. Because of what Isaiah Rashad did, the house is burning. On top of the bisexual activity that was going on outside of rap. Right, schoolboy Q, the pressure is on. This is not a golf commercial. This is not no buddy-buddy with Tiger Woods type of vibe. This is the rap. This is Soul Cow, bro. You're going to have to deliver the pressures on. TDE is counting on you to hold the centerpiece, right? It's counting on you to hold them down because if schoolboy flops, if schoolboy Q does not hit the mark, TDE will start to look like Dreamville because a lot of their artists haven't hit the mark. TDE won't be as Prominent. Even though they have SZA, even though they have great artists, TDE will be looked at a certain way if they let Schoolboy Q be gone for so long. Stack up as much music, learn and experience, be in the world so he can rap about those things. If they let Schoolboy Q be gone this long and he flops, you would not hear the end of this from me. Because I'm a TDE cheerleader, right? God damn it, I said it. I'm a TDE supporter, top dog. I'm a big dog too, punch. Let's have a sip. Let's have a drink of that fruit punch, right? I'm a TDE guy. And I like to compare them to Dreamville because I feel like they're the direct competitor. I like to compare them to the Yo Gotti, right? CMG. You got Glorilla, you got money back, yo, but you don't have a schoolboy Q. You got Black Youngster, but you don't have a scissor. Right? Dreamville, Ari Lennox. She's a low budget version of scissor. 
And I hate to pit two women up against each other, but I wish Ari had the superstar shine, the stardom that SZA has. I wish Ari had it, and it feel like that she's missing it. I wish she had it. I love Ari. I'm attracted to how she looks, right? A beautiful black woman, her skin tone, chocolate, brown. Looks savory, looks tasty from the outside looking in, right? But SZA somehow has the it factor over her. And she's with TDE. So I give TDE that nod. And let's talk about somebody else who has the it factor. Somebody else who's riding up into the music industry in their cowboy boots and a little bit of lingerie, right? Uh, side by side with Jay-Z with the white cowboy hat on. Let's talk about B. Let's talk about the queen. She dyed her hair silver and looked a little bit bright <laughs> under the light. She looked a little bit white <laughs> under the light. And under this light, we'll see if the whites <laughs> will like. We, we'll see if they really are going to participate and her entry into the country music lane, right? They talking about K. Michelle does good country music. Beyonce should not be in this lane. They're talking about their other artists that are in this country music lane that we should be paying attention to. Black artists. And, but when Beyonce gets here, she gets all the attention. She gets all the notoriety and rightfully so. And what happens is now that she's in this lane is going to shed some light on those K Michelles. It's going to shed some more light on those other artists. Even Darius Rucker, Hootie and the Blowfish is going to shed some light on our black country music artists. The same way Little Nas X did with Old Town Road. But this is much bigger. This is a, a motion picture. That was just a small film. That was just. Uh, low grade video right this is going to be on the big screen what Beyonce is going to do and 16 carriages are riding away and then we got that Texas Hold'em so we got two we got two bodies of work right we, we got two singles and you know Texas Hold'em I feel like it's definitely country Right, that 16 carriages, it does have that R&B tone in it, but we know it's country. It has that story. So while y'all trying to nitpick, while y'all trying to say this, this run was not country, this run was not Southern, like it doesn't matter. Let the music be the music and let's enjoy. Because we need our great, artists to take these risks right we need these great artists that have the vocals that have the voice that have the notoriety to come into the different genres and different lanes and help build them up as well because if beyonce is in the country music lane right country music becomes more popular if beyonce is that in that r&b lane then R&B goes up a notch. If Beyonce is in the pop lane, if she's in the blues, if she's in the reggae, the neo soul, if she's in those other lanes, they turn up a notch too. 
So we have to welcome the cash cow instead of trying to push it away. We have to welcome the change instead of being able to, instead of trying to fight it, we have to be able to adapt to new music, new tones from new people and new genres. And stop trying to be so black and white. Stop trying to put everything in its right place because that's how your mind works. Sometimes you got to think outside the box. And I believe that's what Beyonce is doing. I believe that's what Jay-Z is doing. I believe Jay-Z's done a great job, right? As a husband, as a man, right? As a father, as a business guy. I believe Jay-Z has done great with helping cultivate her moves with within this industry. You know, I don't think Beyonce makes her moves without discussing it with Jay-Z. I, I believe they make these moves together. I believe they make these moves as a unit. What's better than one billionaire's two? Jay-Z Jay said it. And when you put the brains of two genu geniuses together, guess what's that going to create? The ultimate chemistry, the ultimate product. And I believe they have been able to do what a lot of people credit Beyonce uh, for Jay-Z's current relevance, right? They say Jay-Z wouldn't be relevant without Beyonce, but I believe the things that Beyonce is doing is a direct reflection of her husband is a direct reflection of his stewardship, is a direct reflection of his leadership with his family, with his business, with in Rock Nation. I believe she's able to make these moves with such confidence because she knows she has that strong support system behind her. Not just Tina Knowles, we're talking about Sean Carter, a man that should be recognized as well. Y'all give Beyonce all the credit for his relevance. But we should give him some credit as well. And I believe this country music idea is not just an idea Beyonce concoct by herself alone. I believe Jay-Z, Sean Carter, was also in that room. And either he said yes, or he said yes, and he added something to it. Right, and I believe he added something to it. And I believe they both added, they both stacked. They both build together, and what's about to come is something that uh, it should be an appreciation to both of them, right, for what they're doing in the music industry. I know he complained about the Grammy. I know he spoke up on his wife's behalf. I know Jay-Z made a public outcry for Beyonce, but he's a man. He's a husband. And he loves his wife. When they go to sleep at night and she's saying, Jay, what what I gotta do? I feel like I'm doing everything. I feel like everyone loves the music. I feel like I'm putting my heart and soul into this music. Jay, what do I gotta do for them to recognize me? He says, B, don't worry, baby. Jay-Z got it. <laughs> it's Hovey, baby. So I believe he was able to come to that defense because he heard her cries for so long. And so I believe he, he deserves that notoriety 
and recognition. So shout out to Jay-Z. Shout out to Beyonce. And Vori. Vori, he's out of Dream Chasers. Right? Vori. I, I love Vori's music. He reminds me of, of Don Tolliver with, you know, Weekend Vibes. V Vori is a great artist. Not someone we should push under the rug. Not someone that we should minimize what he's done in, in this rap game. Right? He he sounds a little bit like Travis Scott as well. The Don Tolliver, the Travis Scott. Like, he has that type of voice. Lyrically, he's great too. He makes good songs. He, he makes good hooks. I love the last album. Bavori. He's been caught on camera saying some inflammatory things to a pregnant woman, his baby mama, right? Threatening to, that he could have her killed. And Meek Mill took to the social media sites and said, Vori's out of dream chasers. Meek Mill, the, the one that they clown, the one that, you know, had the beef with Drake, the one that they say says, Goofy stuff all the time, but Meek Mill came to the defense of that woman. He came to the defense of the value of her life and that a man should not be talking to women like that, right? You know, because I done talk crazy too, right? And I'm not crazy. I've never said I could have you killed, but I've said some some crazy things, some damaging things if people were to hear what I said, right? So I feel what Vori's going to, I feel what Vori's going through. He's being ridiculed. He's being ridiculed by his own team, by his former team, right? That's not acceptable, right? But I believe that if no action is done, if, if nothing was unforgivable that was done and we know that this wife or we know that this woman is most likely still going to have this baby and she's going to want him to be a provider and be there to take care of this baby, then I, I believe that what he said was, you know, inflammatory. But maybe he does deserve a second chance, right? Maybe he does deserve to be able to, you know, continue and grind in the music industry, right? We know people make mistakes. People say things that they wish they could take back. I don't think this is the end for Vori. I don't think it should be the end for Vori. I understand that his privacy, whatever he was saying in private, was, you know, taken from him, right? Was publicized. I understand that when you say things like that in your own camera and it's exposed to the world, you can't recover from that sometimes you can't get that back and people want to counsel you so quick but you got to watch what you say you got to be mindful of what you say and then that's a woman that's your girl that's the woman that's carrying your baby and we got to speak nothing but positivity into our women especially when our baby's involved especially when our children's involved you know, because a lot of women go through the postpartum. A lot of women go through the depression when they're pregnant and their bodies are not the same. A lot of women going through these tough times. And, man, we have to be there to hold them up. We have to be there to help them elevate. 
We can't be the one putting more pressure on them. We can't be the one putting more stress on them. What has a woman said for you to make you say that you could get her killed? What has a woman done? Right? And if she's done something, it's out of emotions. And if you're the rational man, you have to use your rational mind and think about what you're going to say. These women deserve our protection. These women deserve our arms around their uh, shoulders, right? These women deserve our hugs, our kisses. They don't deserve these lethal words. They don't deserve this venom. They're so precious, so sensitive. And having a child, Vori, you have to think about that, brother. So I applaud Meek for severing ties with Vori, but at the same time, I feel like this could have been a private conversation and maybe something could have been reconciled. Because when we think about dream chasers, we think about Meek, but who are the other guys? Right, and Vori was climbing up that ladder just like Lil Snoop was. Vori was on his way to success, right? But I don't feel like Vori is big enough to get the black ball treatment. I don't feel like Vori is big enough to get the Chris Brown treatment. He didn't even reach that height. So at the height that he is, regardless if he's with Dream Chasers or not, I don't believe he's that big to where something like this can really hurt his success. So I do feel like Meek saying that and doing that is premature and maybe not good for business because we know what type of artist Travis Scott, Don Tyler, weekend type of artist Vori is. And he's one of the golden artists that is with Dream Chasers or that was with Dream Chasers and Meek letting him go like this. I believe like it really should have deserved some consideration. It was too quick. And Mike Epps and Shannon Sharp. Y'all friendly ass boys. Right? Y'all was fake beefing. Shay Sharp, you want to run your mouth. You want to talk tough. You want to be tough. You want to be swole. Right? You want to have that part in the middle of your head. Right? You want to talk like you from the country. You want to talk like you about that beef. And you talking about these boys running their mouth like broads. Y'all boys was running y'all mouth like broads. Especially you because you was hurt. You said it was because he lied on you. But we know you was hurt because he roasted your ass to smithereens. Made charcoal of whatever you already was. Because you're dark as hell. Right, and shout out to my cho chocolate brothers. Shout out to Shay Sharp's wall too. Right? But bro, when you let this negativity come into your platform and compromise your integrity, when you let this negativity into your atmosphere, you don't got to say so on what type of energies come back to you. You don't got to say so on what type of lies they going to tell on your name. Once you let this type of stuff poison and contaminate your character, right? Because you're letting it go online. You're letting these lies, these rumors, these things be said on your platform and they go unchecked and you just letting them, letting them talk. You just letting them run their mouth. And, and by you letting them run their mouth, 
and letting them be messy on a platform that's big, that was full of integrity, you were part of the mess. So when Mike Epps got messy and you got roasted, you were supposed to take that on the chin. You were supposed to take that on the chin, but we know you you soft too. You sensitive too. The words hurt you too. You tried to make it about a, a small lie. Right? We know he just said that to tell the joke. Don't try to stick your chest out on a man who's smaller than you. Just like when we talk about Will Smith and Chris Rock. Don't try to stick your chest out on a weenie. Mike Epps, we know he a little bit hood, but when it's time to knuckle up, he a weenie. He a goddamn ballpark beef, Frank. He ain't ready for that. He gonna get the gun. <laughs> but we don't need the gun. We the real weapons. Weapon X. You know what I'm saying? But it is what it is. Right, it is what it is. We want to see black men come together and show each other love. We want to see that picture of black men shaking hands and forgiving each other. But it never had to come to it from the beginning. But you wanted to get on your platform. You wanted to wear your heart on your sleeve, Shannon. You were caught in a soft moment. You were caught being vulnerable on camera. And you got taken advantage of. Right? You got roasted. Right? And I'm glad that y'all were able to reconcile. But at the same time, still not a good look. It still looks smelly. It still looks like it's funky. It still looks strange. It still look weird. Right? And it don't look weird because it's two black men beefing it. It look weird because it's two black men that's over 50 years old. These old ass niggas. They beefing. Like, dudes are supposed to be my daddy age. And they talking about they gonna fight dudes that gotta take the pills to get up in the morning. Gotta take pills for their dick to work. And y'all beefing. Right, dudes? Come on, man. Shannon Sharp, Mike Epps. Dudes that gonna throw their back out if they really try to swing on one another. That's just weird. That's goofy. So it don't matter that y'all was able to show y'all y'all could reconcile, y'all could uh, shake hands and be the big men and not let it go to that point. The fact is, the embarrassing thing is, the ridiculous thing is, is that it went to that point. And you trying to tell Ja Morant how he should conduct himself and you trying to tell these athletes Russell Westbrook how they should conduct themselves and you trying to tell these athletes these young men how they should conduct themselves outside of the football field outside of the basketball arena and you acting like a broad right you talking like a broad you running your mouth Shay Shay you was hurt and all Mike Epps did was capitalize off of it. 
I think y'all both could have really capitalized. But I, I feel like Mike Epps is the victor in all of this. Because he got you to get on your platform with over a million subscribers and run your mouth about him. Right? And he and he took some pictures with you. Made sure that everyone know that you were forgiven and now that you could be in Naptown. You could be in Indianapolis and nothing was going to happen to you because Indianapolis is his hometown. And we know they had some people out there that were considering doing some things, right? So that's that's why it was good. But I feel like Mike Epps is the victor because Shannon Sharp was the broad. He was the one that couldn't control his emotions and look, that's his word. He likes to use that. He likes to use that when he talk about other men not being able to control their emotions. When he talk about other men running their mouths about women, he call them broads. And so he was acting like a broad too, right? His sister had to check him. But, uh, you know, All-Star Weekend, right? That's where they met up. All-Star Weekend, nobody really cares about the all-star game like that is really nothing about the dunk contest to get excited about like that they had Steph and sabrina WNBA, nba do a versus on the three-point contest steph won that i saw that damian lillard won uh the three-point contest uh team pacers they won the skills challenge you know led by tyrese halliburton uh matt mcclung somebody from the nba uh g league he won the dunk contest, right? And it was good to see that Jalen Brown, it was good to see that a star uh, from the Boston Celtics was able to join into the dunk contest. It was good to see somebody that wasn't scared to put their reputation and put their ego on the line. But at the end of the day, you know, it wasn't enough to get my attention. It wasn't enough to really, like, for me to, like, look at and be entertained. Uh, I think it's something to look at on TV if you ain't got nothing else to do. I think it's it's cool to see your stars play the all-star game. We know ain't no defense going to be played. We know it's just going to be some guys showing out, making shots, doing some trick dunks when nobody's, you know, playing defense. We know what this all-star game going to look like. You know, uh, it's not going to be competitive. It might be in the 200s. We know what this all-star game going to look like. Right, it's gonna look like how the NFL Pro Bowl looked. Right, it's gonna look like Poochies. It's gonna look like mid-grade trash. Right, it's gonna look like stale pizza. Right, it's going to look nasty. Right, it's gonna look disgusting because it's gonna be no pride taken. It's gonna be no uh, urgency taken in playing the game the way it should be played. And I don't blame the players. They out there getting a the check. They out there looking good. They out there thinking about what they going to do uh, that night, you know what I'm saying, before they got to get back to their own respective teams and own respective cities and get back on their NBA grind. Honestly, I don't think the NBA's been interesting this year at all, if we really want to be honest, right? I don't think it's been interesting at all. So, uh, you know, now that football season's over, NBA is really all we're going to talk about, so we're going to see. But it hasn't really been that interesting to me. You know, you got LeBron James. You got Anthony Davis. You got my Lakers, right? You got the Golden State Warriors. You got the Denver Nuggets, the, you know, the champions of last year. 
So, I mean, you got some teams, Celtics, the Milwaukee Bucks with Doc Rivers, they're not doing so well. You got some things going on, some headlines, some stories that should be talked about, but, I mean, it is what it is, right? It's nothing that interesting to tell the truth. And I saw Micah, you know, he won that MVP for the Celebrity All-Star. He was making some dunks. They say he 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 shook Stephen A. Smith out his draw, sent them to the hospital, hurt an ankle or two. So, uh, Michael Parsons, uh, I see you doing your thing, bro. Somewhat like Miles Garrett usually does on that court. When I see the videos of him like dunking and doing some athletic stuff, so, uh, Micah, shout out to you, bro. Shout out to the athleticism. You know we see the uh, NFL players do. And then uh, Chris Brown, I saw that he got invited to the game. He got invited to compete in that same celebrity uh, basketball game. But then, you know, they rescinded his invite. But then they went back to him and said they would like for him to be on the sideline. And he was like, hell no, I ain't going to be on the sideline if I ain't going to be able to be on the court playing in the game. And uh, that's what the American Music Awards did to him uh, last year. He was supposed to do a tribute to Michael Jackson. And when it got close, they mentioned the sponsors. And he, he said Ruffles was the reason. Ruffles was the sponsor that didn't want him to participate in that All-Star game. So when they got close to the performance on that American Music Awards for his tribute for Michael Jackson, they pulled out because the sponsors didn't want to see it. And that's... That's the badge, right? That's what we're talking about with Vori. That's that shit on your jacket. You got to wear for a long time, right? Because people know about your past. People know about what you did. People know you put hands on a beloved pop star. People know how you did Rihanna. Whether she fought you too or not, but we know who's going to be the one to receive the criticism, going to receive the vitriol, and ultimately going to receive the blame and the backlash in the end. And we know what it did to Chris Brown's career, right? We know he's making pop star music, and that's why I don't like his music, but it's still being held down to the R&B standard when really it should be known worldwide, and he's not getting that look because of what he's done in the past. So it's just another thing that's going on that relates to the music, uh, you know, and I, I don't like it for CB. I believe he's an incredible artist, a great dancer. I love his confidence. I love his ego, too. Right. You know, I don't like how he be looking them pictures bugged out real skinny. I don't like how he looks sometimes. But, you know, ultimately, I'm a fan of Chris Brown. Right. I'm a fan of just his art, right? Just his ability, just his talent alone. I might not agree with everything he's done, which I don't. I, I might not agree with everything he does or what he's doing or did, right? But I can agree that when he sings, it sounds good. I can agree that when he dances, he's second to none, you know, you have to go back to MJ. You have to go back to James Brown when we're talking about dancers and we can compare them to Chris Brown, right? So I believe what he does is second to none and really can't nobody touch him in what he does and does well. But it's unfortunate that, you know, 
that situation happened when he was young. And it's unfortunate for Rihanna that she has to live with the questions being asked, that she has to live with the trauma from that situation, that she has to live, you know, with the ridicule of her support for Chris Brown because we know she's shown support in some type of capacity, although it be subtle, but, you know, it seems like she's moved on, seems like she's forgiven the guy, but nobody else has forgiven him, uh, especially the sponsors, especially people that got something on the line and they don't want to lose it. So, you know, I hope the All-Star game goes well, right? Uh, I hope y'all enjoying this All-Star weekend. I hope y'all enjoyed the dunk contest, all the festivities out there. Uh, and I hope y'all enjoy some of this new music that's been out there too. Uh, I'm really looking forward to that Blue Lips, Schoolboy Q. I'm really looking forward to what Beyonce will do, you know, in a project, country music in totality. I want to hear what that sound like. She she piqued my interest because I was I was on the edge of listening to some country. I'm from the South, right? All of my friends, white friends, they, they like country music and they want me to listen to it as well. And sometimes I'm kind of hesitant because it doesn't get to my heart. But when I heard that 16 carriages, I, I felt a little tug on the heartstring. So that's why I'm willing to go on that side and see what it has to offer and then kind of come back and deliver it to the hip hop realm. Right. So this is William Jewel. L, L. And I ain't taking no L's because I'm with articulating. This is articulating rap, 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 rap.